guys. Long time no see. It's been a very long time. I don't even know when was the last time I recorded, like months ago. But I'm finally back. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about 10 things I learned in my fourth year of medical school. And fourth year of med school in Thailand is considered as the first year of clinical year as well, which is when you go on the wards and you do some placements, you you basically spend most of your time in the hospital on the wards or like OPD if um, there is any OPD sessions going on. OPD stands for outpatient department. And yeah, we we still do some lectures, but most of the time we just focus more on the practical part and like to do physical examination on the real patients every day, check up on them every day, asking them how they are and like do some little progress notes every day on our own patients who are on the wards. And sometimes we take history. Well, actually most of the time, the main thing for fourth year med students in Thailand is to take some history of the patients and do some physical examination. This is what we focus on. But in our fifth year, in Thailand, it's sixth year, um, six years of medical school. And in our fifth year, we'll be focusing more on the um, management plan and how to um, advise the patients about their treatment plan and all that stuff. But yeah. Fourth year of med school in Thailand is considered as a first clinical year or clinical placement year. And yeah, I just finished that like two weeks ago. I I am done with my fourth year, guys. Like I cannot believe that this that this is real. Like I can't believe it. Because at the beginning of fourth year, I I couldn't see any light. I was just so blind by everything. Like I just thought everything was impossible until, and here we are, you know, it's so amazing looking back and I'm so proud of myself and I'm so proud of everyone on my cohort haven't made it through. Actually, we still got like a couple of days left of our elective, but the electives are not that serious. Like it's just when you choose the ward or the um, department that you want to Um, maybe you're interested in or you are thinking of going in that specialty in the future so you can choose any departments you want but it depends on the um the space available for that department as well um for my elective I chose psychiatry as my first um as my first one but um unfortunately I didn't get my first choice but still my second choice is good I I love to go into like child and adolescent adolescent, um, psychiatry and so my second choice was um, pediatrics and I got my second choice so that is good too you know it's good enough but when thinking about psychiatry I'm like oh my gosh I wish I got the space but it's fine learning about pediatrics and all about kids like that's what I'm all about as well and I love the um, development of the kids the most and so yeah i've been really enjoying it so far but yeah um this episode is gonna be 10 things i learned in my fourth year of med school okay so 
I've got my 10 things I learned noted down in my journal. I I wrote this journal on March 19th, 2022, and today is March 31st. I believe that was like the last day of um, med school, not med school, I mean like the last day of the main part of our fourth year. Oh no, it was a Saturday. But was that, um, I think, I think that was, yeah, that was the, um, the first Saturday that we finished our last exam because elective, we don't have any exams. So yeah. It made sense, right? Why I wrote it on that day, but I'm recording it today. Um, just because I haven't really had the time, although I'm I might have had it, but I just I don't know. Just haven't really, really got the chance. But yeah, anyways, I've got 10 things noted down in my journal right here in front of me. Um, and the first thing I wrote down was um it's difficult to be empathetic with every patient, especially on the ward, but it is important to be. This thing, I think, I first learned it since, like, the first department that I was on, on my rotation, which was um, gynecology. It is, like, well, basically obstetrics. Uh, I can't say that word still. If you guys listened to my, like, previous episode... I don't remember which one, but I struggled saying this word, obstetric. Yeah, ops, I'll just say ops for now um, because I can't pronounce it properly. So ops and gynae are together, but in somehow in our med school, they just separate them. So we do gynae in fourth year and ops in fifth year. So yeah. I started to notice this point I learned about like empathy on the ward since um, gynecology because there were so many patients on the ward and I just felt like wow you like the fact that you have to like do the round like the morning rounds with them every day and at every like every bed you just like walk around and there's just so many of them and regardless of like how much you want to give them time maybe like the time limit is what kind of like the obstacle for being fully empathetic on the ward um and I do realize and I understand how hard it is like before going on the wards like I was like oh just be empathetic be empathetic because that's what we've been told like all the time and all along but once you're on the ward you try to you you kind of like start to understand more why some doctors lose that as they go along um in their medical school and like their profession journey because there are just so many patients and sometimes you can't really fully give them like your hundred percent although ideally you should give a hundred percent to every patient but just because like there are so many patients and with the time limit it's just hard to 
really be in their shoes, if that makes sense. But it is so, so, so important to be. But I guess what we can do with like the time limit and the number of patients, what we can do is to just keep reminding ourselves that like being empathetic is important on the ward because patients are already like feeling somewhat down and they're probably worried about their health and maybe not only their health, but they're probably, who knows, they might be like the only one who works in their family and with them being at the hospital the family loses like the main um source of income or something like we never know what their roles are and so i feel like it's very important to to keep that in mind even though we can't give them a hundred percent but we should aim for that so at least it's it's almost 100%. And if we don't keep reminding ourselves that, it will just, the empathy will just keep losing and losing and losing. And once you're in your graduation for your med school and going on in your real doctor world, the empathy left, I don't know how much there would be, you know? So, even though it's hard, but it's very important. And what we can do is to keep reminding ourselves not to forget to be empathetic with them. Yeah, I don't like I don't know if it makes sense. I feel like I just keep repeating the same thing over and over again. But I hope it makes sense. <laughs> and yeah, and the second thing I learned, which I got noted down here as well, is shining the flashlight on the positivity is literally such an important skill when going on placement. And this one actually kind of goes with my fourth one as well, which is being in a rut really blinds you. So it's very important to keep reminding yourself that things will get better. And it's especially important when you feel like it won't because it will. It did get better before and it will get better again. These two are probably the most important ones, in my opinion, when going on placement. Because I remember in the beginning of my fourth year, I was so shocked and so bummed by how people treat each other on the ward. It was so not okay. And until this day, I still that I still think that it's not okay. But to be realistic here, I don't have the power or yeah, I just, I just basically don't have the power to change people's actions and their mindset because I guess it's kind of also like the problem around um, the generation gap as well. People who treat each other, like people who treat other people in the way that I think is not okay are usually the people who are way older than me. They're like, probably in their 50s but by no means I am blaming them or like I don't I don't put the blame on anyone because I feel like all the actions and all the things all have reasons behind them and so I believe that in the core each one of us have the good and it probably all comes from a good place but it's just the fact that 
it's been expressed in a questionable way in my view and I won't use my judgment to judge what's right or wrong in this kind of um, area because I feel like sometimes it's quite subjective and I am not like I don't know enough to like judge people by just by their actions that I see on the war they probably have something going on in their life that I don't know about but I'm just speaking from the view that I have in the beginning of my fourth year towards this kind of toxic environment so I was so not okay and I was so like bummed by um mostly verbal harassment although there are some physical harassment going on as well I've just not witnessed it myself but I have heard stories and it's it's very bad it's such a sad truth and I wish I could change it I know that we should believe that we could change anything and be the change you want to see in the world but I I just in this case I just want to be realistic and yeah it might come up as wrong but I don't know I just like for now I just feel like I don't have the power to change them but yeah back then I was so not okay with like verbal harassment most of the time and I myself I'm usually like so extra sensitive about words and like criticism already so when I'm exposed to that in the first couple of times in the beginning of my fourth year I was so I'm trying to think of the word that's not bummed by it but I can't think of any right now like I kind of like I was so affected by it in a bad way in and it affected my mental health so terribly I remember there were like probably like the first couple of second week or first week when I was on gynae I cried nonstop for three days straight because I was so scared of getting told off for not knowing enough and I was so scared of getting told off getting shouted at for doing the wrong thing just to find out that like in the end what I was scared about wasn't really worth the scared off it was kind of like it was all in my mind but the scare and the fear that I have towards this all has reasons as well because I've heard stories I've even witnessed all the people getting treated in a so terribly wrong way and so I I take that in my head and I think about it over and over again and it just made me anxious every every day whether or not I would get that one day too but like I said those three days straight that I cried nonstop, I found out in the end that what I was scared about was not worth to be scared off because the person the staff that I was so scared about she was just this so lovely doctor and she was just such a lovely teacher in that class but I was just so scared and you know even though it's just in our mind but I feel like the past experiences 
play such an important role. You know, it got me crying for no reasons nonstop for three days straight. And I feel like that's concerning, in my opinion. But yeah, I remember I was so anxious every day that I get up. I I was just like, oh my gosh, am I going to get towed off today? Every single day. And I think that's pretty screwed up. But then rotations after rotations, I started to learn more about the environment that I was in. I started to encounter more nice people, kind people, gentle people who treat uh, other people with just so much kindness and understanding and with so much empathy that it reassured me and it showed me that, wow, the world is still a kind place. And I am thankful for people like that, for showing me that kindness is possible again every single day I go on placement because kindness is quite hard to find. It is a sad story, but it's also kind of the truth. So essentially it is a it's a sad truth in my opinion. But we can be part of the kindness, right? We can be we can help each other increasing increasing is that the word for this um context? I'm not even sure. But we could help improving the kindness in our society. We could help it more common to encounter kindness in the world. And that also goes with my third one. This might sound confusing because I was talking about my fourth one as it goes with my second one. So now we're back on the third one, which I wrote down. Kindness is important, but it is even more important than you think it could ever be. Whether it is in the doctor-patient relationship, friends-friends relationship, or staff and medical students relationship. And everything all comes down to a better environment on the wards, you know? I just think kindness is very important. It can do so much. It can go such a long way because imagine this, like one day, um, maybe like in the middle of the day, but this morning you were told off by doing something wrong, which wrong in quotation because what you did probably wasn't wrong, but in someone's view, it could be subjectively wrong. And unfortunately, you just got towed off by that. And you're just experiencing a bad day and you just feel so bad about yourself. But then someone comes in and they say hi to you and they are being nice to you or they ask you how you are and they compliment you on how amazing you are and all that. It it all comes back to the saying where when it says like, you never know what other people are going through, so just be kind. And you never know that your kindness could just go such a long way it could help the other person so so much that you you probably can't even imagine how helpful you are but you can be very helpful by just being kind you know you just choose kindness and make someone day aim to make someone's 
day every day that's I don't know I just feel like kindness is just amazing and it is such a powerful tool in our society to make it a better place and to be more specific like on the wards when just it's because like after I've heard so many like cruel stories harsh stories whenever I encounter some like nice and kind genuine and sweet staff I just feel so overwhelmed by their positivity and that's one form of kindness and that just makes my day like so so much just seeing that energy of them and feel their energy radiating around the hospital it makes me so happy and I think it does for everyone else too and even to the patients you know we all need some kindness in our life and if we can't find it we can add a little kindness to our society and to give the world a hand to make it a kinder place and whenever I encounter such kindness it just it like makes me feel like my life is continued. I'm not even exaggerating because when I was in the beginning of my fourth year, when I thought everything was just so cruel, everything was so harsh on me, why am I even here? This is what I was talking about, that being in a rut could really blind you because at that time, I was really in a dark place and I... I just didn't see anything. I just didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. When in reality, the kind people were always around, but I just couldn't see because I was just so focused on the negativity. And all the points that I just talked about all comes together to just shining the light to the positivity because the kind people, they are everywhere. We just have to look for them. They are everywhere, ready to give you a hand and ready to help you whenever you need. And when I see such kindness, it really does so much on my life. Like, it makes me feel like, yeah, I still want to be here. I still want to continue with my medical journey. And it gives me the energy so, so much to keep going. And the fifth lesson that I learned was staying calm and being in the present will help you a lot through and through really be in the present. This one also goes with my sixth one, which is getting too stressed and anxious too soon really will take you nowhere, but more stress and anxiety. I just realized that about myself not so long ago, actually. Not even in the beginning of my fourth year, but later in my fourth year. Probably like a month ago, just a little over a month ago. I realized that I was so not in the present. I am still working on that. Although I realized that being in the present is ideal for a while. I even read a book um, about being the present and try to be in the present so many times, but 
I'm not quite there yet. And when I'm stressed and anxious, that's when it gets even worse. I'm usually not that in the present. I'm whether worrying about the future or regretting whatever it is that I've done in the past that I feel like I've made a mistake. But, you know, this year really taught me and it really showed me that the worries, the anxiety, the stress that I have is usually in the in the future. I, I'm usually so worried about the future, about whatever that that's not here yet. And the example is um, this for this year in my fourth year. So imagine like, okay, we just move on to the new rotation, which is about a month long. And I told myself, I'm going to start revising. Since the first day we were on this rotation, we have like past papers and all that stuff to revise for the exam, like at the end of the um, rotation. I told myself, I'm going to do that since the very first day. So I did. I got out the past papers and looked at it. I couldn't do anything. I didn't know shit. But that's not that's not wrong. That's that's normal because it's your first day on that rotation. How how would you know? How would you know stuff? You haven't really learned anything yet. How how are you supposed to do the exam, right? And I got so stressed because I I didn't realize that at the time. I didn't think about how it's normal that I don't know stuff yet because it was my first day but instead like I just got very stressed because because I couldn't do it I got so stressed and I couldn't focus and when I couldn't focus I got even more stressed and it's just kind of like the this ugly cycle it goes on and on and on and on throughout the whole rotation and when the exam was coming up, like really coming up, like probably like a week before the exam, um, for this last rotation, I pretty much spend my study revision time with my friends. And I remember she said this. Um, we were like kind of like talking about the exam and like how stressed we are. And she was like, but you know what? We actually have time. We have like, what, four whole days. We have four whole days to revise. That's a lot. We can do a lot in these four days left. And when I heard that, I was like, wow, that is true. We've got four whole days. But I was stressed out since the very first day when we got like, what, four weeks, four weeks to learn all this. I got stressed already on the first day. But then when she said that to me, it was kind of like the um, enlightenment that getting too stressed and anxious too soon really got me nowhere but more stress and anxiety. You just got to be in the present and to focus in the present, which is very hard. It is a very hard thing to do, but it doesn't do no harm to keep reminding my, yourself that, right? And I hope having some kind of reminder 
or having someone reminding you like my friend did that time it was a really enlightenment moment so yeah after i heard that i was like yeah that's true i should focus more on the present and really really be in the present and really try to be in the present don't you don't have to worry about the future yet and whatever happened yesterday it's about yesterday it's fine you're doing your best you're trying your best and you you're doing the best you can at this given time and that's all that matters and yeah that was very powerful for me and i'll just group number 7 and number 9 together i just keep skipping and going back and forth but that's fine number 7 and number 9 number 7 is having time to sit down and eat is such a blessing and number 9 is the moment you get to jump on your comfy bed had never felt so good these two go together because it's all about the um self care and your me time time right i remember on gynecology rotation i felt so overwhelmed that i couldn't even find the time to eat when looking back wow atom you got a lot of time but you just felt so overwhelmed but yeah when i felt so overwhelmed and i just felt like i barely had any time to eat or like sit down so when i got to do that when i got the time to do that it just felt like whew, what a weight off my shoulder it just felt amazing it just felt so much needed and that also goes with laying on your bed your comfy bed at the end of the day like eating eating good food sitting down lying on your bed going to sleep all this kind of thing it becomes such a blessing on placement like it, it placement just brings out so much um of all these like comfy things comfy moments like i know like i'm thankful that i'm able to eat i'm able to sleep but i'm even more thankful now whenever i get to do that on placement because it it it's so rare it's not that rare because like i'm pretty sure it will get more rare when we grow up being real doctors but right now relatively it feels relatively rare to have those kind of times and after such a long day at the hospital like laying down on your comfy soft warm bed tucked in under your blankie oh it feels amazing so yeah placement taught me to be even more thankful for little things like this and next one number 8 Um I wrote down nature really heals. Getting your daily dose of nature does a lot and a smiley face. It really does. It does so much. Whenever I feel down, um this is besides getting coffee because getting coffee makes me so happy whenever making myself a cup of coffee. Everything coffee related makes me so happy already. But like that's already been established long ago 
And this nature thing, it's not really new new about the nature thing, but it's become more relevant this year. So when I feel down, I go out for a run in the morning and like soaking up the sun, like the soft sunshine on your skin and hearing the birds sing in the morning and seeing the sunrises if you're lucky because usually it's quite cloudy. But yeah, just get yourself out there in the nature, seeing those green leaves and tall trees and feeling the wind on your skin and sunshine on your skin. Oh, such a good vibe. Like, get get your daily dose of nature and daily movement, you know, daily body movement just makes you feel more energized. At least that's how it does for my body and my soul. It it it's amazing. It's it's like magic that you like get out in the nature and it's not like suddenly makes makes me happy. You just have to move for a little while, but not not while while like not that long. Just like five minutes, and your start your body will start to getting the energy, getting the blood blood flow, and you just keep getting the energy going, 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 and you just keep feeling better and better. If that makes sense, can you can you hear my excitement talking about the nature right now? Um, it's just amazing. Yeah, try that. I'm I'm pretty sure you guys probably have before, but if you haven't done it for a while, go out there. This is your sign. Go get your daily dose of nature and your body movement. It's amazing. Here we are, tenth lesson. I wrote down: stay focused. Look at the goal in front of you. Have a picture clearly in your mind. Don't let the obstacles along the way put you down. And a heart. This one is so important. I know I said. The um second one and fourth one are the important ones. This one is also important because you just need to have the goal so clear in your mind. You just have to picture yourself being someone you want to be in your head so clearly that it feels as if you can touch that person. When I was on psychiatry rotation, oh, that was like the best time of my life, the best month in my life. I really enjoyed that. One of the staffs told us that you just need a clear picture in your mind, and he asked each one of us what we wanted to do, what like which specialty are we having in mind, and I told him, I actually have this one in mind, psychiatry. And when he gave us an example, he was like, "Think like this, Atom. Think of you being in your OPD, sitting in your chair, talking to patients, giving them advice, listening to them in your OPD room in your hospital. Just have that picture so clearly in your mind, being a psychiatrist. Oh my gosh, that moment when he said, 'Atom, you are.'" A psychiatrist sitting in the outpatient department in your own chair, talking to patients, listening to them, giving them advice. That, oh my gosh, that was such a powerful moment, and that's what I have to keep reminding myself to have such clear picture in mind for me to be able to get past the obstacles. 
the toxic environment and just keep going and keep going until I reach my dream, until my dream comes true. I need to keep focusing on the positivity around me, the positive energy and the kindness around me and shining the flashlight at those those kind of things. And to just keep going and to keep reminding myself that there is always light and there is always kindness around me. You just have to look for it. And yeah, fourth year of medical school taught me so much. And I'm so, so thankful and grateful for all the opportunities that I've had, whether good ones or bad ones. I know a lot have put my mental health in quite a bad place, but I'm I'm still thankful for that. I'm still thankful, although I do not want to re-experience that. But I'm thankful it happened and I'm thankful for everything that's happened this year. It's taught me so much and so many lessons and energy that I didn't think I needed and I didn't expect coming in, but I got to experience that. And so I'm just beyond thankful. And yeah, I am excited to see what fifth year's got in store for us. But for now, I think I'll wrap up here. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. It honestly means so much that someone's actually listening. And wherever you guys are, you are amazing. You're doing great. You are doing the best that you can do at this given time. And I'm so proud of you for being here. And I'm so glad that we get to share this planet, this earth, this universe together. Don't ever give up on your dreams, whatever it is. Just keep focusing on your goals. And if you don't see any goals yet, it's fine too. You can just keep figuring out. We've got time. We're not behind. We've got a lot of time to figure things out. And you're doing amazing. You're doing lovely. And yeah, I hope you guys are having a great day or a great night, depending on the time that you guys are listening to this right now. And yeah, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.